Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So I am officially a marathon runner at this point. Um, yes, I finished the uh, Brazos Bend Marathon on Saturday. Uh, my time was a little slower than I had hoped for, but I still managed to come in better than my worst case scenario. So there's that. Um, <laughs> it also ended up becoming uh, an ultra marathon because um, I logged... Well, my, my Strava stats say that it was 28.56 or something like that. So it was almost closer to a 50K than it was a marathon. So, hey, I'll take it. A marathon and an ultra all in one race <laughs> and without running multiple events. So there's that. Um, and I'm pretty happy about that. And um, yeah, so let's, I just wanted to cut to the chase on that for those of you who are just hanging on my every word last week. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great experience. And, um, and I think it was made all the better because I traveled up with um, three of my friends, um, Vivian, who is just, I cannot say enough wonderful things about Vivian. Um, she really took good care of us all weekend. Um, and then Rebecca, who also took good care of us. And, um, and of course, Maria, who was doing her first 50 miler. And, uh, yeah, so we were both kind of you know, doing our firsts respectively. And, um, yeah, it was good. Vivian, uh, picked us up in her town and country, uh, which is, as, as Rebecca put it, it's sort of like an airplane on wheels. Um, it's got these like, you know, little things that you can control the air and you've got like, you just got like your own kind of this little space, your own little pod in there. And the doors slide, uh, in the, in the back, you know, so you, it's like, you feel like you're on a, um, I don't know, like a special bus or a plane or something. It was really cool. Um, and of course it was very comfortable and thank God Vivian drove and, uh, she's a pretty good driver. She's pretty fast. We had a lot of, it was kind of funny. We had a lot of, um, <laughs> bad drivers, um, <laughs> on our inbound trip, um, the, the most spectacular was the, the guy in the pickup truck. We assume it's a guy, uh, in a blue pickup truck. We're on I-10 and there's only two lanes, two lanes of traffic. Sorry. My email keeps going off from work. Dag on it. Um, <laughs> but so we're in two lanes of traffic and it's, you know, kind of getting a little bit backed up because there's a lot of trucks and whatnot. And, um, off to the, um, to the right of their, um, of <laughs> the car, or the vehicle was this pickup truck zooming up the shoulder. And I mean, this person must've been driving like 80 miles an hour. And all it would have taken is for this guy to, to hit a rock or hit something. And, you know, he'd be ricocheting off of, you know, something. And then into hopefully in, you know, our case, hopefully on into a ravine or something where he was only hurt, you know, or at worst, you know, you know, ricocheting into our vehicle. Um, fortunately this was not the case, but we all, you know, we're all fairly polite people, but we all had some very choice words. And, um, <laughs> every time somebody you know, maligned us on the road, we, we would start, you know, shouting F bombs and cursing and things like that. Me, especially, I know surprising. Um, but yeah, and of course, you know, we did not flip them off, um, but we did it under the dashboard. So yeah. Um, but anyway, it was kind of funny. Of course, later I'm like, God, yeah, maybe these people are really nice in, in real life or something, but they just drive like jerks, you know? <laughs> 
I have no idea, but I don't really care. But when you're out there, try to think about other people when you're driving and not just yourself. You know, I don't care, you know, if you've got like some sort of urgent thing. If you end up getting killed on the way to wherever you're heading, what's the point of that? So, I don't know, food for thought, huh? Um, so, anyway, but we... Um, cruised out to Brazos and, um, which is outside of Houston. Uh, it's a state park and it's known for its alligators. Um, although in it, there's two races that are put on by trail racing over Texas, um, out at this park. Um, one is in April and the other one is in December. And the December one, um, is a, is kind of the big, the big daddy. Um, and this is where people come. Well, I think people come from everywhere <clears throat> for the, the spring one, but, I do know that a lot of people come from all over the place for this one and there's distances from a hundred miles all the way down to half marathon, I think. And, um, <laughs> and I've been out to this park four times, twice to pace people and then once to run my 50 miler three years ago. And every time I've been out to this place at this time of year, it's seasonably cold or cool. Um, last time I was out there, it was raining, um, and really pretty miserable, uh, it was a pretty miserable 14 ish hours out there. Um, you know, wet, I mean, I was putting hand warmers in my shoes, um, just because my feet were so cold. Um, but this time, no, 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 because it just had to be a little extra. Um, <laughs> when we started, it was hundred percent humidity. And then by mid-morning or so, sun came out, burned off the fog, and then it proceeded to get into the low to mid-80s, <laughs> blazing sunshine, and there's really not a lot of respite, you know, or, or shade at this place, so you're just kind of like, Ugh. so yeah, it made for a very interesting second loop for pretty much everyone's race, um, but we'll get into that in a, a bit, but uh, yeah, so we, we checked into the, the race, got our bibs and all that jazz and, um, took our pictures with the alligator sign at the entrance to the park. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, Orly and Kathy, you know, Hundo and, uh, his wife's nickname now is babe. Okay. So it's Hundo and babe, um, which is good. That's what he calls her. So we'll call her that too. Um, but we met up at a barbecue place for dinner. And, um, so I got to introduce them to my friends and, um, Orly later told me, he's like, we've been lighting votive candles, praying that you would meet some good friends. And it looks like you have, <laughs> I know that was really sweet. And, um, cause I mean, they're, they're like family to me, you know, and, and these ladies are definitely proving to be similar. And, uh, so it's, it's just a, it's a nice feeling when you get to integrate your groups of friends to each other and they all like each other. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, so that was that. And then proceeded to get to the hotel and um, settled in for the night. And um, I don't know, me and, me and Maria shared a room. And then Vivian and Rebecca had another. And um, fortunately, I managed to sleep fairly well uh, Friday night because um, normally I'm like tossing and turning. And, uh, you know. But I just think I was beat up and I was. I don't know, just feeling like I better rest, you know, so I, and I did. So the alarm went off around 4.15 and, uh, you know, we got ourselves ready and we're out the door you know, about an hour later. And, um, cause we had to bring all of our junk cause well, I just ended up bringing my entire bag because 
I was going to clean up after my race. My thought was, is that there were showers out there. Well, <laughs> that's another story that I will share later, but, um, yeah, there really aren't. And, um, so I had to get creative. Um, but anyway, so yes, yeah, so we got over to the park and, uh, you know, had some time and it was very foggy, um, very muggy. Um, the park is very beautiful though. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of Spanish moss hanging, you know, from the trees. Um, and again, because it was warm, <laughs> there were alligator sightings. I did not see any, um, but a lot of my friends did and other runners. And so listen, I've lived in Florida, so I don't really care. I've been around gators you know, for quite a while. And so I don't really need to see another one, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Maria's race started at seven and, uh, you know, so she had a little time to get ready. And of course I had plenty of time to get ready. Um, and then we saw Orly and Kathy and, um, yeah. And then, uh, two of our other friends from our group, um, Olga and Angel, they were, um, we had set up like a canopy and, um, Vivian set up a camp stove and had brought just this incredible amount of food for us, um, where she was going to cook for us. I, I didn't even realize she was going to be doing all of this and, um, God, she's amazing. You know? <laughs> so, um, so we saw Maria off and, oh, and, and coach Kimberly, um, made a surprise visit to us, um, just as they were getting ready to start, uh, that is the 50 milers. Um, she just materialized out of the ether and I think she was pacing somebody later in the race or something, although I never saw her again. Hmm. Maybe that was a figment of my imagination. Hmm. Kimberly. Um, but no, it was really nice to see her. Um, she's very special to all of us. Uh, she's the off the, um, I don't want to say retiring because she's not really retiring, but she's kind of taking a break. Uh, but she had been our coach for a number of years for the off-road runners for um, San Antonio. And uh, yeah, and she's great. But anyway, so that was lovely. And um, and then I took off and, uh, you know, it was amazing because it was, <laughs> it's amazing what running at sea level will, will do for you if you really don't enjoy running on rocks and hills, you know. It's like, I like I was back in the Valley and I was like, wow, this is great. I was running a lot, you know? I mean, of course I would take little walk breaks and it, and at first I thought, oh, well, I better do the intervals, you know? And then I was like, no, I feel really good. And so I just kind of ran by feel and, um, you know, which, which was good. And, um, you know, so I first loop, I was, it was pretty much picture perfect. I, I think I did that in just a little over four hours. And and again, when I looked at my watch, when I came in, it said 14 miles. I'm like, wow, that's a long half marathon. <laughs> so, um, but I, uh, came in and I was really hungry. I mean, I was trying to eat at the aid stations and I was doing salt like every 45 minutes, um, like a little, um, S cap or salt stick. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, just always trying to drink, you know, a little bit of soda and, uh, you know, just try to keep myself hydrated and fed, you know, even if I wasn't hungry, you know, cause it was like, oof, boy, you don't, I don't want to bonk. I didn't want to throw up cause I was so worried about the, the humidity and the heat. Cause I have a propensity as you may know, if you've been listening to this any length of time for sometimes throwing up after races. Um, but this time everything, spoiler alert, everything went really well. So, um, but it was getting hot. Um, I came in and Vivian had cooked up some bacon and uh, I'm like, can I have some? And she's like, of course. And so I had a couple pieces of bacon and um, I think I went over to the aid station. No, I didn't. Never mind. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I did well on that part. And then um, 
I had seen Maria, you know, passing her because there's a lot of, because there's a lot of out and backs on this race, um, which is sort of the hell of this race in some ways. Um, I, there's no way you could get me to do that 50 miler again out there because I really liked the shorter, if you will, um, course for the uh, marathon and half marathon because instead of a 17 mile loop, it's a 14 mile loop or supposed to be, you know, 13 and change, but I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, but you, you pass each other coming and going. And so that's also kind of uplifting and it doesn't make you want to quit or anything like that. So it's, um, and I had no intentions of quitting really. I, I just, you know, my mind was right. And, um, I don't know, stars were aligned or something, but, um, you know, it was good. And, um, but I'd seen Maria, uh, before, you know, um, I, I came in, you know, at this, ugh, the, the dreaded out and back, I forget how long it is. I want to say it's maybe a four mile stretch, three and a half mile stretch. I don't know. You get into it, there's an aid station, then you go all the way out and then you turn around and then you come back. And I don't know, for some reason, it just seems like every time you go out there, it gets longer. It's like, are we there yet? Um, but anyway, so I'd seen her and she said that she'd been cramping and that, you know, she was kind of feeling achy and I was like, Ooh, um, and it just seemed to, um, take her a while, um, to get back. And when I came in, I was like, well, she's probably only about 30 minutes out. I can probably hang out here and, you know, go with her, you know, to, for her second loop and, you know, whatnot. Um, but she wasn't coming and she wasn't coming. And so Vivian and Rebecca were like, you know, you're going to cramp up if you don't get going. And so I'm like, you're right. So I headed out and, um, and I started an interval timer and decided to do one minute on one minute off, um, which for the most part I was doing, um, but it was starting to get hot Oof, boy. And, um, and I think, I mean, you could see everybody, I mean, regardless of ability, I mean, almost everybody was hiking at, at various points <laughs> during the second loop because, <laughs> it was just sort of sucking the life out of you. And, and I was getting tired. I mean, I was, again, it was just fatiguing to deal with that kind of heat, you know, that time of year with that humidity. I mean, I felt like I was doing a summer race and, um, you know, that I had, uh, you know, some music and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff, of course, as usual. Um, and for some reason, Jay Giles, <laughs> forgive me, Piss on the Wall uh, was one of my favorite tunes. Uh, it's just a ba 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 ba. Anyway, it's just kind of a fun little blues song. Um, and I always had forgotten, I almost had forgotten how much I liked Jay Giles' band. But anyway, but yeah, I listened to that and just B-52s, Joe Jackson, lots of 80s stuff, lots of other random stuff. Uh, girl talk. I like girl talk. Um, I know he's a, well, they call him a laptop DJ, but I don't care. He, he knows this really interesting thing where he takes like, like older songs and mixes them with newer, uh, hip hop songs. And, uh, and it works. It's just like, wow, that's cool. You know, who would think about, you know, mixing God knows what, you know, I can't even think of an example now, of course, <laughs> but anyway, but it, it, the beat's good. And so it, it, it works for me, you know, and I was running still. I mean, you know, I, I did definitely hike a little more on the second loop and I knew I was going to lose some time on that. I mean, my, when I came in, I was feeling so good. I'm like, oh man, I might be able to finish in six and a half hours, Ooh, which I know sounds embarrassingly slow. <laughs> and of course it is, but you know, out there it, it is trail. I mean, it's not, you know, a road race, um, per se. And, um, I mean, it's not 
technical at all. And there's virtually no hills. There's just, you know, like one bump out there, uh, which actually reminded me a lot of mission trails. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, so sometimes I would do three minutes of walking to one minute of running and, you know, started to become irritated by the uh, sound of the, well, the, the timing guy. Uh, I use a male Australian voice, um, you know, one minute, you know, <laughs> I can't do it now, but I just was ignoring him after a while. I was just telling him to go screw off. Um, and I also, uh, got to see some other people that I know, um, Meg Eckert, who is a, I think she's a sponsored runner. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. She used to live here in San Antonio. She and her husband, uh, Joe, um, and, uh, then they moved to New Mexico and I think they live in Santa Fe now. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. I love Santa Fe. Um, but she's like a mountain runner, but she was out there and, uh, she looked great. I mean, she was, you know looking, you know, making it look effortless. And she's so cool because what I really like about her is that she's a very humble, um, incredibly gifted runner. And, uh, you know, she saw me and, Hey, how's it going? You know, and, you know, and it just makes you feel good when, you know, some like, elite runner recognizes you or, you know, acknowledges you. And I know it's stupid because, you know, we all put our pants on in the morning, but, you know, still it made me feel good. And then, um, I saw my buddy, Scott Coomer from the <clears throat> brand a or brand X podcast. Just kidding. 10 junk miles. Um, he was down from Chicago. Like, God, how about this weather? <laughs> I'm sure this must've felt really awful, but he was doing the 50 and uh, he looked pretty good. He looked really good out there. And then, uh, his sidekick or co-host, um, Holly Lindroth was out there and it was funny when I was coming in, I don't know which loop it was probably my second loop. Um, I recognized her because we're Facebook friends and, you know, I know what she looks like. She's this little tiny blonde girl, um, I mean, girl, woman. She's like in her you know, mid thirties or something, super cute. And, um, I looked at her and I'm like, I know you. 10 junk miles, Holly. Yes, I'm Donna. And she goes, well, Hey, you know, cause she knows me too. And, uh, yeah, so it's just fun just to see people out there. It's kind of a social thing. And, uh, but yeah, so, but I, I was running into Orly and Kathy along the way, um, and they, they looked pretty good, although Orly was complaining about his knee bothering him. I'm like, oh no, and Kathy wouldn't let him quit. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, and then, then I saw Maria again, and um, she was with Michael um, Kenick, who's one of our coaches for the uh, off-road runners, and he he had her and with him, and um she didn't look great. You know, she was kind of like, Oh God, I'm, you know, not feeling good. I'm tired. Uh. And I was just like, Oh geez. You know? So anyway, um, but it was, I was glad that she had somebody with her and, um, now my cat is rubbing on my microphone arm. And so if my voice starts to drift away, that is why he's, he runs everything. Um, anyway, so it took them a long time to come in and I was like, Oh God, that's not good. And, um, but they finally made it in and, um, and Orly and Kathy had come in for the, from their second loop and Orly sat down and he's just like, I want to quit. She's not going to let me. <laughs> I'm like, no. And uh, so he cheerfully, <clears throat> somewhat cheerfully went back out there and finished that third loop uh, or, you know, got in there on that third loop. And uh, so it was just fun, um, you know, hanging out. Um, and again, the weather wasn't too bad. Uh, when that wind came in off the, um, oh my God, there's something in the air. What was it? Sagebrush, I think, according to the pollen meter. 
on my phone. Um, I don't even know what sagebrush is, but whatever it was, was just making me sneeze uncontrollably at times. My eyes were itching. Oh God, I'm still kind of itchy from it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm allergic to everything. But anyway, so I was just sitting there and I was like, you know, I really need to go take a shower because I just needed to get that sweat and pollen off of me. And I just felt gross. And, um, and so Vivian went to go ask where the showers were. And apparently they were like in the campsite and, uh, which is far away. And there's no way I was going to, you know, run or walk someplace after doing, you know, 28.56 miles. Um, oh yeah. My finishing time was 7.53, which was definitely under eight hours, which was, I was really shooting to beat. And, um, I don't know, it was like a thing. Um, but definitely not seven, you know, 45, like I was kind of thinking, but it's probably cause I just stopped and yapped with people too much, <laughs> but it was okay. Um, so, and Vivian, of course, did not want to lose our parking spot because parking is at a premium at this place. And especially with all the crap that we had, you know, we just had all kinds of gear. It was just ridiculous. And so, um, she's like, well, I could give you a five gallon jug of water and you could in this little, you know, uh, pitcher and you could just kind of, you know, go into the handicap stall and, you know, do a bird bath. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> And so that is exactly what I proceeded to do. And I kind of messed up the, I mean, I got the stall all wet because it was very awkward. And I mean, at one point, God, this is bad. I was like washing my, I mean, the toilet bowl was clean. Okay. So don't freak out. Um, the bowl was clean, but I just got to this point where I was like, I couldn't get my feet clean because I couldn't get the water. And, you know, I didn't want to like flood everybody out in the you know adjacent stalls. And so I, uh, <laughs> got the, uh, put my foot in the, uh, toilet bowl and just kind of washed it up and did the other foot. And, uh, it wasn't great, but at least, you know, kind of got some of that gunk off of me and, um, man, just sitting there afterward, you know, just, it was just sticky and we were all sticky. It was just humid and ugh, muggy. And then it got kind of chilly at night because it, I mean, it wasn't cold or anything like that, but it just kind of, we don't we just all felt kind of gross. But yeah, when Maria came and we were all worried, because again, when I had come in for my race, I figured Maria was probably about 30 minutes out, 45 minutes out. And it took forever. I mean, again, this is nothing against her. Um, but I was just a little worried because I knew she had been hurting and everything like that. And I'm just like, oh crap. And she had a blister. Um, but she came in and because I think she was with Michael, she just her her spirits were elevated and she seemed like, you know, she was okay. And so we're like, okay, cool. She's not going to drop. And he wasn't going to let her. <laughs> so, um, she had to pop the blister. And so I very gamely held the flashlight while she did that. And I really, you know, I don't mind watching people pop blisters. It doesn't really bother me. In fact, it's kind of a fascinating thing to watch. Um, but anyway, she did that, changed out her socks and, um, you know, got some food and, uh, oh, yeah, Vivian made a great burger, too, by the way. Oh, my God. I was just like, God, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, and the other thing about the AIDS, speaking of food, the other thing, uh, during the day at the aid stations, they had um, pie, um, like these big honking pies. And they, you know, cut them into, like, little tiny, you know, things that could fit into a little, you know, a sample cup or whatever. And uh, so I had a little piece of pumpkin and a piece of pecan later. Um Thank you, Rob, or whoever, for bringing that, because that was really good. Um, 
So, uh, but anyway, yeah, so she headed out. It was probably around 6.30. So we were kind of spitballing and figuring she'd probably be in like around 12.30 or so. Um, and uh, so she said she was going to text us when she was about a mile uh, from the finish line. And so I think we got word around 1.15 or so. And I think she came in, I want to say like around 1.30, 1.45, something like that. Um she had a little shuffle in her, so she was able to shuffle across the finish line. And she's like, do not ever let me get talked into doing this again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure. That's what we always say. It's like in a few days, you're like, huh, it didn't kill me, so maybe I'll do it again. Um, but anyway, you know, she did great. And, um, you know, I know she was feeling it and, uh, you know. But it was a nice feeling, you know, to be sitting there waiting for your friend to come in. At one point, I guess when she came back from the second loop, she was like, you guys can go back to the hotel. Michael will just take me. And we're like, we didn't come all this way just to go sit in the hotel. You know, I mean, come on. So, yeah. So we all, the three of us sat there and waited. And um, another young guy named Kelvin that Rebecca knows, um, who's in our group, um, who's in the military. I think he's 24. He was doing his second attempt at 800. And, uh, he came in, I think from his third loop and was going to go out for his fourth or maybe had done his fourth and was going to go out for his fifth and sixth. Yeah. I think that's how that went. And, um, <laughs> he crashed in a chair. <laughs> I don't think he got back up. I think he was just exhausted. And, uh, I, I do think he didn't, I, I I'm pretty sure he didn't finish. Cause when I looked at the results, I think he had quit after, you know, I think four loops or something like that, which is still pretty much of an accomplishment because that's, you know, like, I don't know. I can't do any math today, but, you know, it's, well, it's like a hundred K. So it's, you know, so he at least has that to, you know, stick in his cap. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fun, you know, and just reassembling or breaking down all of our junk and dragging it to the, you know, airplane on wheels and, uh, yeah. So that was that, but it was a, yeah, I definitely, um, will run that again. I think, um, that's, that's my kind of marathon. I cannot imagine my hat is off to anybody that does a road marathon that absolutely not, but this one was fun and I really look forward to doing this again and hopefully improving on my time. Although I have to say, according to Strava, I had a few PRs uh, on the course. Now, granted, a couple of times when I was out there, I was pacing somebody, so we weren't going fast. But when I did my 50-miler, um, I definitely was beating my times from some segments on that. So that made me feel pretty good. It was just like a confidence booster. You know, it's like I didn't die. I didn't feel like dying, and I didn't get sick. And um, yes, I did not respect the distance in terms of training, but... This does give me some confidence that I will be able to tackle that Rocky Raccoon 50K in February, uh, which I did sign up for last week. So um, there's that. Um, anyway, this week I am um, going over outside of Austin and um, doing the Mosaic Trail Race. I'm going to be working um, somewhere, <laughs> aid station, you know, front desk, finish line at me. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to run the 10 K and then I'm going home. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's always an interesting race. That's on, I'm doing that on the Friday leg of that. That's a, it's a two day race, but I figured Chris needed more help on Friday. So, and I'm off. So there we go. Um, 
yeah, but outside of that, I, I think this was just a big confidence booster. Um, it just felt good to finish and finish strong and feel good. Um, next time I definitely want to do a little bit more training. Um, but yeah, it was, I think I, I did a lot of smart things and, uh, and again, it was such a huge help to have, you know, all my friends out there and, you know, uh, Orly and Kathy, you know, really appreciated, you know, my friends and they said that they were very happy. I had found a group and, uh, they liked, you know, Orly and Kathy. So, or hundo and babe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Orly said that he's ready to do it again, but shorter distance. I'm like, okay, let's sign up for the marathon next year then. So, uh, anyway, I'm about to run out of time here. So sorry, that was sort of a stream of consciousness recap of Brazos, uh, at least according to me. Um, it was just a fun, uplifting experience. And, um, so that is all I have for now. I will see you next time. Have a great week.